So if I already feel, have a feeling of uh, loving kindness in my heart, can I do meta practice? I'm not trying to create it, but I am trying to sort of prolong it or amplify it as a good quality. Just be aware of the feeling of matter. Continue to acknowledge matter is present. Metta will last as long as long as the momentum it has, which has to do with how strong it already is. So if it arises naturally, it will live out its momentum. Just be aware. If you want to go through the motions of um, of then spreading metta and you know going through the words and, and all that, do that with awareness. Know every word, every thought. Yeah. Yeah. Recognizing that this is the activities of the mind that you are aware of. Coming back to the nature of mind. We can be aware of aversion in the mind and the activity of aversion in the mind, why not the activity of The word in Burmese is something else. I tried to illustrate it by using all these adjectives, but wallow is a very effective one. <laughs> yeah, because then effort drops off, you said, yeah. 
I just am curious about, you know, knowing the object and then at what falling into wallowing, I guess. I don't know if there's anything more to say about that. Because it I think it's insidious. The fine line. The fine line, yes. I you will see that comes out on it. Wallowing is a function of greed. Awareness is a function of, or, or observing clearly is a function of wisdom. When we wallow or allow ourselves to feel too much into what we are observing, um, our intelligence doesn't do so much work anymore. Our wisdom doesn't come to the fore. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, just we're giving in to the to, to letting ourselves feel. Yeah, the, the word that is used in Burmese is feel, but it doesn't sort of convey. In Burmese, it means both. In English, it doesn't quite convey the all. <laughs> The whole purpose of being aware of observing is to learn. And if we are busy feeling, wallowing, indulging all these things in what we are supposed to be observing objectively, then learning doesn't happen because we're so caught up in the อันนี้ไอ้ตัวมายุมันไทยนี่เนาะไอ้ชั้นน่ะทุกข์น่ะเลยเราไม่ได้พูดว่าละมาเพราะเราตั้งใจตัวชั้นน่ะเราตัวใ
So to be able to investigate effectively, our mindfulness needs to be more continuous because of previously established continuity, continuity of mindfulness gives the mindfulness more depth and more detail. It, the mindfulness is already able to see more depth and detail. So if there's already an established mindfulness, it, it's more helpful when you come to the state that you want to investigate. Yeah, and we need to know, you know, prior to aversion ever arising in the mind, um, we need to know, you know, not everything that we're aware of must include our thoughts as well, because thoughts are a very important component of the way aversion works. Okay. Yes? Um, so the mind has been very enmeshed in thinking about something from back home and basically going around and around and around um, trying to solve a problem mm-hmm. with a lot of emotion, mm-hmm. aversion, emotion, mm-hmm. and energy. And there are many times that the mind remembers to pay attention. The mind remembers that this is a process. The mind remembers that this is thinking. So the mind does some investigation, mm-hmm. what it feels like in the body, what the pattern of thoughts is. Um, the mind sees that there's a lot of I or inventory. But with all of that, m- much of the day, um, the mind is returning to just being in the story, being really enmeshed and believing the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that there's some kind of practice, even though the mind is practicing sometimes, I'm thinking there's some kind of practice that, that isn't happening yet. Mm-hmm. Because the mind keeps getting dragged back into it. That's part of the practice. (laughs) (laughs) No silver (laughs) Uh, To a matku kita dima seka chijao ni blue. Pilo miao seka ayi. Ayan chuzare, chuzare the detare. So all this effort you're putting into practicing and, and being observe, observant of it and trying to be on top of it, what is your motivation for doing that? <laughs> <laughs> there is a strong motivation to make things better. Learning process, my So then it's not a learning process anymore. But the cool only look, the other one, the other one, the other one, you're like, don't go away. <laughs> yeah. Come back here. What do you mean? Because if it's gone, then it's back to the usual stuff. <laughs> no. I, I kid. <laughs> when it's gone, you have no 
she didn't want it to go away because she was like, this is my opportunity to understand this. But then they never stayed around long because, well, they didn't like her looking at them so closely. <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah. So she was like, no, don't go away yet. I need to know a bit more about you. Yeah. So first of all, acceptance. 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 Yeah. So again, you repeat how acceptance is not about letting it overwhelm you. It's not about just laying yourself on the floor and, and surrendering to it. It's about allowing it to be whatever it is, but then then doing what you need to do. <coughs> so so now your energy is not used in fighting its presence, your energy is used in developing your presence of a mind, yeah, to be aware of it as it happens in the present moment. But let kind of be so much. Because when we accept and we allow it to be there, he says the mind settles because it's not fighting anymore. And that settling in the awareness in the awareness allows the awareness to just observe much more effectively. If it keeps feeling like that, that's very helpful. And if it keep, if it seems like the mind is practicing or striving with wrong attitude, is it better to just go away for a while, or just to cultivate the acceptance and then keep investigating? Like you feel like you you seen the wrong attitude, but it's intractable. It's not going away. So the bottom part of me and that. When we're not able to adjust the attitude, having recognized it, Sarah says it means that the awareness and the wisdom is not strong enough at that time. So then you want to cultivate that so you use something else, neutral, build, build for longer before coming back. Yeah, so once having taken the neutral object, you feel much more stable and steady, then you can think about it again and see whether the mind is able to, 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 to watch it more. I have some confusion between the term mind and awareness. To me, mind seems like it's here, and awareness is out there. So that, um, like, I want, can there be awareness of a sense door, like touch, without the mind being involved? Is, is there awareness of touch, or is the mind always the awareness? Is awareness bigger somehow? Say, the D, to say to say the D, D, โอ้ทีละตีละสวยโอ้ตีละตีบรอดี้เซ็งมาปะเนี่ยชื่อมาละมาอะมาตาคุยตูพอละเดเวลพอละตั้งมาเช็คตีละเซ็งเนี่ย
So he says the the in here and out there and all that, those are concepts. Yeah, that's the way we visualize each of these things for ourselves. But functionally, um, in Buddhism it's defined, almost everything is defined as mind, you know, as being a, a function in the, in the mind. So awareness is one of the little functions of mind. And the mind is not one thing, um, one single function. The mind is sometimes called a stream of consciousness. Uh, because it's like a stream or a river where many different things are happening at the same time. Uh, the potentialities, you know, of, of all the, the greed, aversion, delusion that we could have and all the, all the functions that work constantly, like our perceptions, feeling, um, consciousness, awareness, and so on. And so the, it's just one little stream, but, you know, mind arises and passes away, leaves its legacy and which, which parts of the stream are present in each moment, they come alive in the next moment. And, and you know, that's the conditioning. Do you just say to our rivers or a couple of the other thing? I'm a item of you, I'm a city. So what we experience as mine is the flow of the river. Um, and the, the, the parts of the river, the little droplets of the river, are just doing what they have to do, you know, they go around rocks and streams and they go down. And he says, <coughs> we experience this as one single entity, but it's actually many disparate little, disparate little um, uh, functions working together. So there's no need to think of something as being out there or here. Um, they work together. So is the mind a sense store as well as the tongue and the... Mind is a sense store. <coughs> the sense store of the mind <coughs> is, is aware of the sense store of the hand. Okay, let me... Sika dwara de kulare, aso e ho, tira dwara re ti, nane dwara re, nane era re te namo le. Toya, ngau chau chi le. แต่ไม่ถูกไอ้ดวาระอีกหนอๆมันไม่ติดเออตัวช่องเลยใส่ดวาระดวาระส่วนอีกดวาระใส่มะฮอกฟูโลเบทเทียนอ่ะตัวอ
I'm uh, having a difficult time distinguishing between the objects of the mind um, and the attitude of the mind, especially when it's something like worry. It, it seems like I can see worry, but I can't really tell whether it's the, the attitude that I'm seeing things with that is aversive and just wants things to be different, or if I am sort of more clearly observing something that is just happening in the mind or in the body even. Are you observing worry? I, I can't tell if I'm observing worry or being worried. <laughs> it sort of feels like, or, or it feels like I'm doing both in a way. But you know there is worried mind. You know there is a state of worry. Sometimes I'm just worried and I don't know other times when I can tell you do feeling or physical sensation or Okay, so say a physical sensation. Okay. You know the physical sensation. Yes, that's clear. Yes. Okay. So, as you watch the physical sensation, notice the way you're watching it, you can do the same thing with a worried feeling. You can watch the feeling of being worried, the feeling that comes with being worried. You can watch it in the same way. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like I can do that sometimes. But if there's, then what happens here also is sometimes we are observing the the feeling that comes with the worried mind, uh, but then we continue to think about the thoughts continue about what it's worried about, right? And then it can become a bit blurred. You know, you can't differentiate the, the continuing worry that's feeding into and the worry, the feeling that you're observing. They can all become a little bit. Yeah, so it's like there is awareness and there is worriedness happening at the same time. And then there's also then sometimes worry that I'm not doing the practice right or something like that. Because the worriedness is so strong and, you know, just like a virgin, worry works through our thoughts, right? And uh, because the worriedness is so strong, it, its momentum will keep doing its work, it will thoughts that are Yeah, so um, you have to do so um, if possible Sierra says you you need to do a very very simple basic practice and build um, skillfulness in two things skillfulness at recognizing feeling and observing feeling and skillfulness at recognizing thoughts and observing thoughts because skillfulness at this will help you to then sort of 
pull apart those things when you're watching them and not just be like, I'm worried and I'm watching, worried and, you know, it's like, what's happening? I'm worried. Beginners, you pick that up, you pick that as well. So, boringness training, feeling like she's a two lady. So, I do it, you know. I do it, you know, you know, you know. I look at through Saloa. You look at Saloa. So, Sierra has this thing for beginners. He says, when you have, you always know that when there's a thought, there's a feeling associated with it. Thoughts are feeding feelings, right? So when there's the thoughts and feelings, Sierra says, first, look at the thought. And sometimes the thought will stop because you look at it. And when it stops temporarily, you then use that opportunity to just look at the feeling that's left behind. It's residual, right? Um, and then if the thought starts again, you look at the thought. And if it stops, then you And when you look at the thought, Tiago says, we also have to be very alert that we are not looking at the thought and then we are getting lost in the train of thought. So we have to be very conscious of the awareness. The awareness is still aware, 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 so that it's not like aware of this worried mind, that worried mind. So then it becomes the object again. So all the time, being conscious of the, 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 the application of awareness. Yes, almost uh, mechanically. So that you are more on the side of awareness than on the side of the, the stream of thought that you're, you're watching. And the danger, Seattle says, if the thought is not stopping, because the exercises, thought stops, come back to the feeling, thought stops, come back to the feeling, the thought doesn't stop, Seattle says, don't watch the thought. <laughs> <laughs> physical sensation, maybe. Go back to a physical sensation. Go back to a neutral um, sensation because, um, well, this is the exercise. Yeah. This is how you exercise that muscle. Why is peace suffering? Oh. Hmm. Why is peace suffering? Peace is suffering. Do I suffer even that? Peace, okay. <laughs> I don't like to use the word suffering. In Pali, it's called dukkha, mm-hmm. and everything is dukkha. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that's conditioned is dukkha, and peace is conditioned, so it's dukkha. But we come to an understanding of dukkha. Mm-hmm. We cannot look at peace and just <coughs> say to ourselves, this is dukkha. It's not an intellectual exercise. Uh, dukkha is something that we cannot intellectually ever try to get our head around because apparently the understanding of dukkha makes sense. It's free. Impermanence or the nalaya. Dukkha or the nalaya. All the all the insights, um, the little insights, including these big insights like the understanding of dukkha or the understanding of anicca, impermanence, what we call impermanence. Uh, all these. A real insight sets us free. But if we intellectually think about dukkha, it makes us feel suffering. So then that's not a real understanding. If it makes us feel not good about thinking about it, then we know that's not the understanding of dukkha. You know, so that's why, I mean, he said, do you understand that peace is dukkha? I had said suffering. Um, But he meant, do you understand that it's essentially it's also one of the experience, the conditioned experiences in this world, so it's part of the family of dukkha. It's impermanent, therefore, 
um, when wisdom is present, then th that delusion, the delusion related to that wisdom is not present. You know, uh, the, the opposite. Go see my wisdom, chillin, chillin, man, tia. Yeah. Why I said that. Um, he says, when you develop a wisdom about something, you then see how deluded you were before about that. So that's why when there's wisdom, you, you consequently understand the delusion that's related to that wisdom. Whereas when you were in delusion, you didn't know you were deluded, right? But once you become, once that lights up, you're like, oh yeah, that was so much delusion, but now I really understand, and you're free. So that, that's it. So that's how wisdom works. But we only have the wisdom to the degree we have, and we can recognize the delusions that we are not free of in that moment. And of course, then there's the rest of it that we don't know. Yeah. It's very, very important for us to remember that awareness alone and, and samadhi, you know, stability of mind, uh, do not um, signal the presence of wisdom. Uh, because it's just, there are many times when, when yogis have experiences, you know, they have very good awareness, very good samadhi, they're watching pain, and then uh, then it becomes, you know, a, you know, it seems like a blank space, or, you know, it's gone, or it's, it's turned into little things, and, and sometimes the, the wisdom doesn't come with it. So what happens is the yogi is shocked, or they're like, oh my god, what happened? You know, uh, and that's where the, the wisdom, the understanding of what's happening is lacking, even though there was enough เราคิดว่าเปล่าก็เลยเล่าเปล่าก็จริงๆแล้วนะครับแล้วเนี่ยสงสัยเนี่ยสงสัยเนี่ยสงสัยเนี่ยสงสัยเนี่ยสงสั
a good cook or a good artist, then, then you, you can spend hours doing that because you, you can make it better. You know, you can do things. Not but when you're not skillful, then you don't have that taste for it. And we also said as we lack the understanding of the value of um, of having mindfulness, just simple mindfulness. We we un we don't understand the depth of how every moment of mindfulness is freeing us from some other some other, you know, if we were not mindful. We we don't see the depth of that. So we so then also, we are not motivated. We don't find it interesting. For those who value money, or understand the value of money, then the pursuit of money is very interesting. So when when it comes to the practice of meditation, then somebody who um, has had has had some some glimpses into the value awareness has had in their own lives, um, some that has glimpses into the value of insights in their own life, will will then find it difficult to not do it because they they, they understand the, these benefits come with it. I know yogi you so so easy to we don't get benefits here says it's that we 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 lack the the reflect the reflectiveness the, the you know we, we lack self reflection um in he he asks he says now yogis right up from the front to to notice for themselves how the presence of awareness makes their minds different, makes their lives different. To notice. If you didn't have awareness, if there was no wisdom in your life, what would happen in a situation, for example? Yeah. When we understand the benefit of something, Seattle says, then we can also see the, the converse, which is the the, 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 what would happen if there was a lack of that in, in that moment? Yogi, you are doing it. 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 You are this yogi came to see Sierra many, many years ago. Sierra said, he said, Sierra, I have no time. Sierra says, can't you even give one hour no time? One hour, impossible. Sierra said, one minute? He's like, one minute, okay. Maybe I can spare one minute. So, so Sierra said, then just practice one minute. Just one minute, watch your breath. So the man went away with that, feeling encouraged. Um, and so he did an experiment with himself. So, so he set up a chime on his watch, 
And in the middle of his busy day, when it chimed, he would put down his pen and he would watch his breath for one minute. And then he would get back to work. And then the chime would go again and then he watched his breath for one minute. And at the end of that day, he said the difference for him was incredible. He felt fresh. And uh, he became so interested, he kept doing it every day. And then slowly the minutes became longer because he began, became, began, became interested to do it at other times for longer. And then he eventually, you know, moved to doing it almost all day long. Because for that man, the benefit of doing it was so clear.
And have you tried then to watch your anger? Yes. You have? Yeah. Imagine it. What, what happened then? I tried to feel as how it moved in my body. And what difference did it make? It goes away. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> You're doing it. It has some positive effect. Just continue doing that. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Right now we have, we, we introduce this my that, that, and then I find it, I, that's why I wonder if I do it right, because it seems like I have to bring back, oh, asking my question like, uh, where's your mind? Is the mind pleasant or agitated right now? So it seems, it makes my mindfulness uh, get stuck because no, you oh. have to go and ask myself these questions. And oh. that's why I don't understand if I do if it right or not. Do you want to do it? No, no. Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Oh. Do you want to do it? 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 See, it's just, you just have the wrong understanding. When you think, what is the mind thinking, or what is the mind feeling, uh, you're not stopping your mindfulness. So that's just the wrong idea. Yeah. Any thought that, that directs the mind towards mindfulness, because when you think, what is the mind doing, or what is the mind feeling, you're directing your mind to noticing that. So of course awareness comes in. Any thought that directs the mind towards it supports mindfulness. Because if there's any wisdom in it, mindfulness is present. So all these support mindfulness. So there's no need to think that you stop your mindfulness. All these kind of thoughts Theodosis are called right thought. Right thought is led by wisdom. Um, our mind uh, needs a master, and the master could be one or the other. If, if wisdom is the master, then wisdom directs the mind to do the right thing. Observe, you know, thoughts, feelings, etc. Right view, and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So your confusion stems from some misunderstanding about the use of wisdom. You know, that you think that then you, there's no mindfulness um, in, the, in the way you're used to it. Yeah? But, but the use of wisdom always supports mindfulness. And um, he says it, it, it allows investigation to happen. It doesn't mean that you need to get any answers. It doesn't mean that when you look at things that you're going to start having you know, insights right away or understanding right away. Um, but it can make the mind curious about learning. That's where the question comes from because it, it's supposed to, to cause uh, the curiosity, right? And mm -hmm. then, so I be, I should be interested, but I, mm -hmm. I find the work is very tiring. Because you're thinking too much. 
And so every time that that pain or any other pain has arisen, there's been a questioning of, of the attitude, checking the attitude. And in the very questioning, I don't even have to answer the question, but the simple inviting of the question, the pain will totally dissolve. Um, so I see that this is, this is part, I, I guess I'm just curious about what exactly is happening. <laughs> and I see that it's, it's on the path to uprooting the defilements, but is this just sort of understanding the feeling tone, the Vedana, or is, is there something else happening? I just don't understand. ตาลอดบาวะลุเมียมาลุเปียวเลยเออนาราตัวตาบาวะลุจิไล่เตะแต่มันเปียวไล่เตะแท้มาอูสิกะตูเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยโดนะ
you know, the nature of things is just things in flux, right? And when there's no aversion, it's just seen for, it's just all this wishy-washy stuff, and how do you call that pain? Because aversion is not that to me. So then it, it, it then brings very, very sharply into focus how strong uh, perception is um, colored by the motivation, the, 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 whatever's in the mind, you know, whether it's a, a wholesome or a So when we don't see what's in the mind, we just look at objects, the other says, it's hard to trust the quality of the object because actually um, it's being judged by the, the, the defilement or the wholesome that's in the mind. You need to know first whether it is wholesome before you can trust that you're seeing it in the right light. ask a follow-up question <clears throat> that leads me to some curiosity around investigation um, it can often be driven by aversion like this desire to have it be over the yeah. thing that's investigating and if Saido has further thoughts on that yes so when you know, when you recognize that an investigation is being driven by aversion, Sarah says, yeah, forget the investigation, watch the aversion. Yeah. Because the mind's just not in the right mood, it's not going to learn. <laughs> เออเสกอ่ะปรมาโยกีอ่ะฟลูน้าเลยอ่ะมันคุณน่ะเปียวอัมเพรสเซนฟีลิ่งมะเนี่ยเปียวเลยหาเว้ยอัมเพรสเซ
in Melbourne, uh, a doctor came for. He was having these, uh, like, day day householder retreat. You know, people would go home and come back every day. And the doctor, she stood up and said to Sarah, "Are you sure this is the way to purify the mind?" <laughs> Mostly all of them have been had done a lot of samatha practice, you know, so a lot of calmness, peacefulness and all that, which is beneficial too. But then when told to just watch the mind, then you know, you see all the stuff in there. ยังไม่ทุ่มไม่มาเลยไม่มาเลยดูอภิญญาปูอาศัยวะเออเสียบอกเลยเข้าใจดีแต่มาเนี่ยติดใจเลยสิดีนี่อ่ะเซ็กุ
that, that line between when is it aversion pushing something away and when is it skillful means. ตัวอตุยมาจ๋าแล้วตัวที่เราอยากกูเปียวมาเลยเช็ดกูว่ากูเลยได้อยู่บ่มันบ่ตัดน่ะสรแล้วไปชื่อไปชื่อแล้วค
that 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 line of whatever feeling or thought hasn't become entrenched. It hasn't had so much time to to cultivate itself. You know, so it's in its beginning stages of, of, of brewing or whatever. So it's still subtle. So it feels milder, not so strong, and so on. Uh, but we need to give ourselves time to watch those too. It's helpful. I know, like. Because if we don't watch the subtle stuff, then they, they sort of dog us. You know, they, they keep, they stay there because we're not paying attention to them. So they're not gone, but they. I don't time to do They stick around and around and so they're stewing and brewing. And he says, when it, when it hits the right trigger, then there's an explosion. Because it's been given time to grow because you've not been keeping an eye on it. That's exactly what it feels like. It, it feels like. It sort of feels like wisdom, but it doesn't feel like wisdom because it feels like it's in a holding pattern. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. He's going to tell you the 010 formula. Said what? The 010 formula. formula. Zero, what am I? Define my machine, you know. Vampire life. Zero, you know. Yeah, it's hard. He says, when we have no defilement, it's zero. When it begins, it's one. When you detect one, Seattle says, we'll deal with it. Because it's still in its infancy, deal with it, it'll go back to, you must be sure it's gone back to zero. <laughs> and, and for the right reasons, right? Not because of aversion or suppression, not thinking that it's gone, but really, you're clear. Yeah. Can have a mixed reason. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they do one. I mean, I thought. Yeah. Otherwise, from one, if you don't take care of it, it'll grow, and it can grow into millions. Zero one zero. That's what he calls the zero one zero form. <laughs> yeah. There seems to be many shades of that. That it gets more and more subtle. So I guess. I mean, sometimes it's really clear when it goes back to zero. Mm. Sometimes you think it's gone back to zero, and it hasn't gone back to zero. Yeah. So the So we have to. So the mindfulness has to become stronger so that you can discern all the shapes. Yeah. When the mindfulness isn't strong enough and the wisdom isn't strong enough, it's not possible. To deal with it and bring it back to zero. So, one, two, three, four, five, five levels here. But we should have five, four, three, two. I'm a young, I'm a young. Two, ah, the levels here. But one, zero, three, two. What's in there, you know? Yeah. Seattle so says if there's not enough strength of, you know, all the those faculties, then, you know, you, the emotion might go from zero, one, two, three, four, five, and you deal with it, and deal with it, it goes five, four, three, two, and then it's stuck because mm. there's just not that. And then the working I, I think my yogi is about to do my dollar machine. Yeah, and, and often because of the subtlety, at, at two or one we can feel like there's nothing left. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the story of this yogi. It's a very good story. Like no more version. He started to send meta to the to the mosquito. He's like, 
oh, you know, maybe you won't be happy, you know, you get your feet for the day and I hope you won't be hungry. And he watched the mosquito while he was watching his feelings and, you know, the mosquito was getting fatter and fatter. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you can see the, the, the bottom, you know, the, the back part of the mosquito, like, filled with blood. Yeah, it's quite interesting, like, filling a needle. And then, um, and then the mosquito finished feeding and it flew away. And he was still watching the mosquito for some reason. So he was meditating, he was watching the mosquito flew. They went into the corner of the room and there was a spider web and it got caught. Oh. And then when it got caught, he felt glad. I might do the bubble. That's when he realized. You know, that was revenge. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't, he wasn't really equanimous. He didn't really feel so much matter. He had induced it. Yeah, he, he had not been so happy. And it, yeah, this betrayed him. Yeah. <laughs> When we think there is no more aversion, Sarah says, check again. <laughs> when we check again, again, we become <laughs> Because it's so subtle, so very subtle. It's so tricky. Sarah says when anger becomes totally, when aversion becomes totally absent in the mind, zero, um, the, the quality of your mind changes. It lights up. It's so different, Sarah says. I mean, many yogis have reported this. Sarah himself knows. He, he says it's just like you cannot, you, you thank that person or that, that experience. You're like full of you're overflowing with something else for it, but you definitely know there's no anger. It's so, so clear. When it happened to him, and you know, when he got over his uh, the, the irritation he was feeling with this person, and then he was filled with, with all this light, he said he went over to that person, he was like, Thank you so much. <laughs> and the person was like, why? <laughs> 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 but he was not like, so yeah, yeah. 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 Awareness alone is not enough to have a Yeah, listen, uh, the second book, it's a story of how, when he was practicing at home, and he, you know, he'd, he'd become quite calm and, and stable and all that. And he hadn't got angry for a long time because he had been doing the 010, like, dedicatedly. Oh, no, 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 he hadn't been done doing the 010, sorry. Zero one zero started because of this episode, but he hadn't got angry for a long time. He'd been on steady state for a long time. Sorry, and then uh, he went home one day, and he was very tired. He had been sick. He had worked the whole day. He got home, and he asked his brother for uh, like an aspirin or something. And his his brother said something dismissive. Um, 
and he just he just blew up. He hit the wall. He kicked a chair over. He uh, he just exploded. And his sister came over to him and sister came over to him and said as loudly as she could into his ear, "I thought you were practicing meditation." <laughs> Yeah, he said the exact words were, "You've been practicing for so long. What happened?" <laughs> and he was, and he said it just—it was like a cold shower. It's like suddenly all vroomts. It's like no fire. Um, and in that moment, he said he saw very clearly because he had been mindful, at, like for years at that time. He saw everything that led up to that moment. The whole day that he'd woken up, he was not sick. He had. You know, trudged to work. He had dragged himself through the whole day. He had been alone at work all day, and he came home. And then his brother had been dismissive, and his mind had said, "How dare you say that to me? Who said that to me?" to me like this. You talking to me? So like when he was running his business and he was busy, then what he would do is he's doing. So broadly, he's doing the things he does, counting, stacking, whatever, and his mind is on that feeling continuously. He just doesn't let that feeling out of sight because if you are watching it continuously, it cannot grow. เอ่อมีเนี่ยมาเนี่ยขึ้นมาดีเลยตู้จีเดียร์อย่างที่สังหารเนี่ยงูงูจะหิเนี่ยลงบลูตาร์มันดีๆมีเท่าดีมีปุ
one once in his home, he his mother and sister got into a huge fight in the middle of the night. Uh, they were crying and screaming and laughing and you know everything was happening and it was um, and he thought how can he stop them because they were on on a roll they they couldn't extricate themselves they couldn't stop. And he thought, how do I, uh, there's so much fire, it's burning. He was like, how do I get in there and not get burned? Mm -hmm. So he thought, he's got to fireproof himself. So what he did was, he watched his, he watched his feet. And he fireproof. <laughs> and he watched how Otherwise, too, go Otherwise he would get affected, right? And once you get affected, you become biased. And then you become part of the fire. So he watched himself and he was very calm. And he kept watching them. And he went in and as he tried to speak to them, he kept his eye, his total attention on his, the way he was feeling. And, and, and the, what to say, who to say to, all came out of that. You know, some wisdom came out of while he stayed with his attention on keeping his mind steady and not like getting biased or involved or, or emotional about what they were I'm biased who he would be able to speak with and who not. And so he, he persuaded his mother to move away. Yeah. So he, he had an, an objective uh, plan of action, watch his mind, and then, yeah, did what he had to do. They can call him. What him? They are in the air. They can call him. Yeah, he says. That's what I'm going to say. 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 Uh, he said it goes without saying that you know the Dharma is so good for life. You know everything becomes falls into place. Somebody asked him yesterday, uh, Sierra, does everything really become better when you practice the Dharma in life?" And he like she was, and he he did this thing and and she said, "You mean it goes without saying?" It's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anybody? Yeah. Is the extinguishment of aversion permanent? Mm. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> what? What? No. Depends on your level of understanding. So it's possible? Yeah, it's possible. possible. Yeah. But for him? Um, no, he's still got them. <laughs> <laughs> Anger. And Sarah says, I don't express my anger. Anger expresses itself. 
It's nature. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.